Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you as a parent gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregson sits down for a conversation with a couple of teens from Heartlight. Heartlight is a residential counseling center started by Mark and his wife, Jan, that creates an arena of change for both teens and parents. Let's hear from a couple of Heartlight's teens today. Hey, Kay, thanks for coming in and sitting down. Hey, tell me a little bit. I, when you first got to Heartlight, describe yourself. I was really insecure, super depressed just like struck in by trauma and just always worrying what people thought about me. and Trauma from what? Um, when I was 15 years old, I was raped by a guy that I knew. And I met him at a church camp wow. and had him over and he got me drunk and then took advantage of me. Wow. That was the first time I ever, I'd ever drank. And from that, it just like brought a lot of, you know, like hurt in my life. And I told myself that it was my fault since I invited him over and I drank the alcohol and yeah. like it was my fault. I let him in. Yeah. So it took a lot to kind of get over that guilt and shame. Okay. So, so with that and everything else that you were doing, I mean, I remember you coming here and being that everything's perfect and good and wonderful and there's nothing wrong and, you know, la, 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 kind of dancing through the forest and, you know, mm-hmm. But there was. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, were, did you see yourself as that? As kind of trying to put on this image that everything's good when inside it wasn't? Yes, for sure. And, like, I just, like, I want to be there for people. And, like, I know, like, it's hard to, like, if I'm hurting to help other hurting people. And so I put on this mask that everything was fine and I'm okay just so that I could be there for other people and help other people. But in the end, it ended up backfiring. Yeah. So how long did it take for you to realize that it was okay to fall apart? A couple months, took a couple months, but I think it was more just like through counseling and stuff and like talking with staff that I was like, it was okay for me to be vulnerable Yeah. and not be, it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So why was that so hard? Growing up, like I was just, I was in a Christian family and I feel like we had to put on this image you know, just this Watermark Community Church, just like I was doing community small group, like just being this perfect Christian girl and like on my family too, like when I behaved badly, it reflected off of them. And so I told myself I had to be this perfect person or people weren't going to like me and yeah. I couldn't help other people. Yeah. Which, and I say this, and Watermark's a wonderful church and mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, we've known a Watermark forever and ever and... And Todd Ellett, the the pastor, used to live with us years ago up at oh. Canacut Camp. And so, but I mean, but that's the image that you felt like you had to carry. Mm-hmm. You went to a private school as well. Private and so, as, yeah, mm-hmm. so as long as you keep that image, then everything is okay. But the conflict between what this guy did and what the image that you had to carry, there's a big chasm in between those two points, mm-hmm. you think? Yes, for sure. And was that just eating you alive or? I mean, for a while, I, I told myself that, you know what, this is totally normal. This is this didn't happen. 
you know, like mm. this, this is whatever, because when I woke up the next morning, he acted as if nothing happened. Mm. And I, so I just told myself, this is normal. And then a couple months later, um, I just, I found out that I was, I was pregnant mm. off of that. And that just, it was a lot. And I just told myself, you know what, this is fine. Like, this is normal. And then just buried it deep inside and just hiding for the image, you know, and then ended up miscarrying and then mm. went back to my life, you know, like everything was fine. And a couple months later, another guy took advantage of me, not as wow. bad, but wow. that just led to even more guilt and shame. And this is normal. You know, I guess it's happened twice. This is normal. So. What did your mom yeah. and dad say about this? Did they see things going on and are happy? They see you changing or anything? They did, but they just, I think they attributed it to like rebellion, you know, and I was mm. grounded for a lot of it. <laughs> so <laughs> they didn't, I mean, I didn't tell them, like I told them what was really, I didn't tell them like the full story because mm. I was too ashamed to tell them what had really happened. Did and they know the full story when you came here? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I like lied about what really happened. And then I told them nothing happened because they like really questioned it and they didn't you know, like believe that it happened. Yeah, yeah, so I was yeah. like, I guess it just didn't happen. Wow. So, so you're living life like nothing's happened when something atrocious has happened. Mm -hmm. And so then, so you come here and you're perfect, wanting to help everybody else. Then things start to fall apart. You mm -hmm. find out it's okay to fall apart. When did the relationship with your family start to get restored? Or was it ever broken? It was for sure. Um, just, I mean, after the rape, that's when I started drinking and, mm. you know, hanging out with guys and doing stuff that was really promiscuous and mm. that kind of stuff just to fill that empty hole. And that's when things really started breaking between us and just like depression and just like rebellion and all this kind of stuff. And yeah, yeah. I mean, we were, uh, we were really broken. Okay. So know? when you look back on that time now, how do you describe it? hard. Wow. Like it was really hard. And I think a lot of it I did to myself, but also like seeing the change my parents made here, I knew something, it wasn't just all me. Yeah. You know, like they are no longer controlling and monitoring me constantly. Like yeah. they, yeah. you know, they care about how I'm actually doing and not just how my image looks. Yeah. 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 Okay. And you're getting ready to graduate from here. Go yeah, home. Tomorrow. You just graduated from high school and you're ready to launch and go do something new. Yeah. Uh, with anticipation or with a sense of fear? Anticipation. Yeah. I mean, I'll be taking a nannying job for like a three-month-old baby and just so exciting. That'll so be exciting. cool. That'll be yeah. cool. So what do you think is going to be the biggest challenge about going back home? I think it's going to be admitting when I messed up and not going to the old pattern of just hiding it again, you know, and telling my parents how I'm actually doing and not just telling them the answer that they want to hear. Yeah. So you, so. Get, because you got used to that. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, I mean, because I hid Snapchat from them. I had who I was hanging out with, like just everything that I was doing, I was hiding from them and I was putting on this serving on Sunday and going to small group. And like, I even had to like lie to my parents and tell them that the people I was hanging out with went to Watermark and they were in small group when, because... They wouldn't let me hang out with them if they didn't. Yeah. You know, wow. I was so fearful of them. So, what would your parents say the biggest change in you has been? I mean, it, I mean, this has got to be. You work through mm -hmm. all this stuff. Everything comes out. 
you've kind of laid yourself bare in front of them and said, okay, this was my life. How would they describe your relationship now? Restored. Hmm. Like, and it was, I mean, it was a lot of heart light, but like, honestly, it was a lot of what God did, yeah. you know, because I couldn't have experienced this change without him and same for them, hmm. you know, just the restoration and trauma and our relationship and just new ways of approaching conflict and agreeing wow. and disagreeing with each other. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Your biggest regret. Oh, wow. Um, I think my biggest regret would be trying to take my life before I came here. Mm. Just because it caused my family so much hurt. And just they thought they did, they did everything wrong, you know. And Because you weren't sharing anything with them, right? Yeah, and so I was that, so you, depressed. Yeah, so. and you think that's just where parents take it? Well, if my child's not doing well and they're not saying anything, then it must be us? Yeah. I mean, is that what they thought? I mean, maybe a little bit. I mean, I don't know. It was just like I really just regret that, hmm. you know, just like because that hurt them. And it was just like a really kind of sad, like, cry for help. Yeah, and I didn't yeah, mean yeah. it to be like that. Wow. Okay, your yeah. greatest accomplishment in the last year. Like at Heartlight? Yeah. I think it's been just like finding out who I am. You know, I don't have oh. to morph into put or put on a mask and be happy all the time and that kind of thing. And I'm just so much more open about That's my cool. life and what's going on. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Well, look, I know your parents are proud of you. And I can't wait to hear their comments when they, you know, get to share with you the importance of this graduation and what it means to you. And I'm even more excited about where you're headed and what you're going to be doing over the next few years. And, and we're just all so proud of you that it's just Always. unbelievable. Love you to death, sweetheart. Always, Mark. Okay. <laughs> You've heard me mention that I started a program called Heartlight that has now helped over 3,000 families and teens by having them come live with us in Longview, Texas. Here's an alternative. And almost 90% of the people who attend this Family in Crisis conference that we hold four times a year never have to send their teen off to a program. Before you send, come and attend. You'll have the opportunity to spend with 30 other parents, and I'll help you understand what is happening to your teen and also spend time coming up with a plan to stop the crisis in your home. It's a two-day seminar located on the Heartlight campus in Longview, Texas. Our upcoming event is October 20th through the 22nd, and you can sign up by going to www.familycrisisretreat.com. That's familycrisisretreat.com. I hope you'll take time to come spend a couple of days with us and stop the crisis that you're experiencing in your family. Hey, this two-day event can change the direction of your family. It can save your marriage and just might be one of the best decisions you've ever made in your life and the life of your teen. Zoe, thanks for coming in and, and uh, sitting down. You've got a big smile on your face. You must be nervous. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why? I don't know. This is different. And different than you don't ever sit and be filmed and tell your story a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Tell me a little bit about yourself. How did you end up at Heartlight in the first place? Well, my mom and I, we had just a super rough 
relationship um, mm. starting in 2015. Um, my dad passed away mm. super suddenly. Um, and it just kind of... What, an accident or a... He was in a bicycle accident. Oh, um, he hurt his knees, his back, scraped up his face, um, and it jarred something in his heart. Um, and I, so my parents were divorced. Um, and like it was an August Sunday morning. My mom dropped me off at his house. I rang the doorbell. Um, there wasn't an answer. He had just gotten out of bed and fallen down um, and was gone and was gone did you find him i didn't my grandpa did wow wow yeah um okay that's five yeah. years ago but it seems pretty fresh to you yeah and so was that the beginning of kind of the downfall of this thing of things falling apart yes like how well i my dad was kind of like my rock. Hmm. Um, he played a huge part in my life. He was super supportive um, to everybody else. He was like really quiet and mysterious and he yeah, didn't yeah, talk yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, but around me, he was goofy. He was funny. Um, he was just my dad. And wow. when I lost that, I kind of lost everything. What do you think? I, where was the hardest part of that? Was it in the next few months? Was it a year later? Is it even now, as we come upon the holidays, do you think about stuff like that? What goes through your mind? Um, especially during the holidays, I know that there's kind of like a hole, mm. like a missing piece around me, around my family. Um, and it didn't really hit until about a year later when I realized that yeah. he wasn't there. Well, everybody says the second year is always the hardest, mm -hmm. you know, so... Okay, so how did that start to affect you? Um, I kind of shut off. Um, just like I stopped talking to my mom about serious things. Um, my grades dropped mm -hmm. in school. Um, and I think my mom just got super worried that I was starting like a downhill pattern. Yeah. Um, and the more that she reached out to me, the more I just like pushed her away because to me, I didn't want that help. I just wanted my dad back. Yeah. Um, so how long before you got to the point where it was just a mess and somebody said, we got to do something? Um, so he passed away when I just started sixth grade and I started self-harming when I was in the eighth grade. Hmm. And that's when my mom found out and that's when she kind of took action. She um, got me a therapist. Mm. I started going to therapy um, once a week and I just we had like sit down talks like why I was doing this like what she could do to help yeah 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 mm -hmm. okay how did how did the cutting how what did that do for you in dealing with your grief um the way that the therapist that I had back at home explained it she says that in order to get rid to get rid of emotional pain you mm -hmm. seek out physical pain. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was doing. I wanted to get my mind off of whatever was hurting me and focus on something that I could actually deal with. Yeah. So um, does that resolve it? I mean, to get it off your mind. I mean, some people go out and run a marathon. Some yeah. people pour themselves into work. 
-hmm. You chose to cut. It was something physical. But did it really resolve whatever you were trying to resolve? It was sort of like a quick fix. Maybe it lasted 15 minutes, half Mm. an hour, but... When that half hour was up, I was back where I started. Yeah, so. but, but for 30 minutes of relief, it was sure worth it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you come to Heartlight, you start working through things, kind of figure out what's – has it has it changed? Has that whole left? Are you dealing with grief a little bit different? And um, I deal with it different now, mm. but I think the whole is still there. Yeah. It's still the same. Um, but I don't look at it the same way now. I see – I don't see the hole and think that something used to be there. I look at it and see there's something I could fill it up with. Yeah. And that could be the relationship that I have with my mom now. That could be friends. That could be anything that is healthy for me. Yeah. And so she's remarried now. Mm-hmm. Has that been hard? Yeah. <laughs> Why? It's been rough. Yeah. Um, the person that she got married to in the beginning, I hated him. Hmm. He was the worst thing that could have ever happened to me. Yeah. Um, and when I first met him, we were in a McDonald's. <laughs> and I was reading my book because I was super shy. And he was like, oh, she doesn't talk much. And I was like, hmm. I'm sitting right here. Yeah. Um, and from that moment, I was just so angry with him. I was angry with my mom. Um hmm. Because I thought that she was replacing my dad yeah. with something that wasn't ever going to measure So up. he was really a reminder of what you didn't have or what you had lost. Yeah. Well, nobody can fill that void. I mean, mm-hmm. he he could have been Superman and it would have still made you mad a little bit. Yeah. Do you guys get along now? Um, and it's okay to say you don't. <laughs> you don't. I think that it's a lot better. I know that there's still a lot of progress and a lot of work that we can be doing. Yeah. Um, but from where we were to where we are now, there's such a huge difference in the way that we interact with each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he, you know, he's he's never going to replace your dad. Mm-hmm. He never will. There is, there's nothing that can happen. I mean, when you get married one day. That will fill a big part of this void that's in your life. But even at that, it's not, I mean, it's not going to replace your dad. And I hope you never lose sight or or get rid of the feelings of grief or anything else because your dad meant a lot to you. So that's kind of cool. Let me ask you something. You have a few piercings. (laughs) When I first met you, you were pierced up like crazy. Yeah. Was that kind of a response to something that... Was that part of it? It wasn't part of a self-harm thing, but was it something to take away the pain? No, I think I just looked at it and I was like, this is, I never wanted to be like everybody else. I wanted something that would stand out and make me different. Yeah. Um, And I could dye my hair, but it wasn't, it wasn't permanent. And so I was like, I'm just going to pierce my face. <laughs> um. Well, I love it. I mean, Thank I'm not going to go get the little nose thing or anything, but I mean, but I love it. I mean, you're a Thank beautiful you. lady, whether you're pierced up or have <laughs> green hair or anything else, it doesn't really matter. But I know this. I know that your dad would be very proud of you. Thank would you. be very proud of you. You made a lot of changes in your life, and you were not the same person you were when you got here. And um, I kind of wish I could meet him sometime, and, and maybe I will when I get to heaven. I'll, get to, I'll, I'll look yeah. him up or something. So he would have liked you. you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, thank you so much for coming thank in you. and sharing your story. This is great. Thanks. Cool. Thanks.
Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, you can visit parentingtodaysteens.org, heartlightministries.org, or markgregston.com. Join us back here tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.